wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup? Well, well, we are women of our word. Our word. We have draft. Everything about the draft tonight. We're also covering Helen Cell, but a story came up this week that I think we should dive into first. Pro Wrestling Illustrated came out with their top 100 um, women's uh, women's wrestlers, and uh, this is a list that they come out with every year. And not a surprise, the WWE women claimed the top five spot. Number one was Bailey, two was Becky Lynch, three was Asuka, four was Charlotte Flair, five was Sasha Banks. All rightfully deserved the top five. A lot of people had a problem with the order, though. So, Kayla, did they get the order right? Absolutely. Um, Bailey, um, right now, she is in the spotlight with one of the best heel turns ever, her first ever. Um, her promos are awesome. Um, I don't completely agree with her way she tries to cheat sometimes. I mean, but then again, that's pretty much every champion, just about in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, like Jolie covered right before we re- started recording. Um, she was there for all the big main events, just, you know, Becky deserves number two. Number three, Asuka has been on fire um, as well um, once she finally got the Raw title back from Sasha. Um, Number four, even though she's not with us right now, Charlotte Flair. She's the queen. Um, She's always, you know, does her stuff, always got the great promos. Regardless, she was there, part of it, to still deserve it. Um, Sasha Banks, she's had her little ups and downs, but she's actually on top. And I really like the fact that we have all four horsewomen in the top five. So, and it's kind of funny. No, Oscar does deserve it as well. So it's kind of funny to see Oscar just in the middle, like, Hey, hello, you know, but um, definitely all five females that, that they, I believe they deserve it. Um, And I really do love the cover that they came out. Um, for the new copy with Sasha and Bailey on there to kind of like pull yeah. the feud up. Um, but, you know, just, I had actually pulled up the thing online just now and just looking at some of the um, results. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't agree with it. I just saw something. One person didn't agree with it. Miss Britt Baker didn't agree with it. Honey, you're number 22. Get over it. It'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> but um but the top, even if you want to go as far as your top 10, um, I'm going to say they even deserve it. it um, number six is Sheeta from AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. Number seven was Tessa. Well, well, eight is, is it, I can never have to say her name. If I said it, it's Rio, Rio from AEW. Oh, Rio, Rio, yeah. Number nine is Io Shirai which of course um, so she should be a little bit up there i think she should at least be seven up there but um and number 10 i'm not even going to try to say it uh congratulations to you i'm not going to butcher it um number 11 is Rhea ripley 12 is been grace 13 is no baszler and then just to say sorry um 27 was alexa bliss it's a good one Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. But you're you're forgetting somebody that's a champion that's at number 18, which is bullshit. Kaylee Kaylee uh, Ray, yeah, I don't like that one. How, how and, and no offense to uh, Sheeta, she hasn't done shit, and EO has put on 10-star matches the entire mm-hmm. fucking time. Just, mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'll get you're to not- that. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Um, also, and another, I'm why we're sitting here thinking about ranks, 23, Bianca Belair. She needs to be higher. And just so before I change it over to the Jester, where are you? Number 69. This person's always saying, I'm bigger, I'm better than my partner, blah, blah, blah. Well, Miss Nia Jackson, uh, 69. <laughs> but no, um, and 84 is Liv Morgan. Yeah, some of these are real. I don't know what they did, but um, I will say... Some of them should be higher than what they are. 
Um, but I will say congratulations to the top five. The top five is 100% well-deserved to all five ladies. And In the I'm, right order? They got the right order? Actually, probably, yeah, for the most part, because, uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Except unless if you wanted to switch Charlotte and Sasha, because, you know, Charlotte's currently out, but... Like I said, you know, regardless, even if she's not there, she's still on top of her A game. So, oh yeah, that's true. And, and plus, so, it's like uh, I can kind of, even though uh, Charlotte's out. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I just cut you off. <laughs> you're good. But <laughs> okay, all five well deserved, and I'm proud to say I'm a fan of every single one of them. So keep it up, ladies. Um, this time next year, you may not be in the same spot. You might be down below, but um. Anyway, definitely congratulations to all of you. It's well-deserved, so. Yeah. No, but uh, no, I was going to say and everything, as far as, like, Charlotte being ranked a tad bit higher, even though, like, Sasha's been on a major high and everything, uh, Charlotte did have, like, two monumental wins this year with the uh, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and everything, so I can kind of see why they put her a little higher. Uh, but, yeah, no, top five definitely deserved. Can you believe someone had a conniption fit at Candice? Uh, Lorraine wasn't ranked higher. Yeah. Uh actually I, I agree she should be higher though. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm looking at this list, uh I think someone I think someone said top ten. Top ten, no, top twenty. Top twenty definitely. Britt Baker, I'm sorry, she's been injured like most of the time. Um besides, if we're gonna go that way, then Chris Statlander should be ahead of her, and I'm not an AEW person, and I'm saying that. Britt Baker is not yeah. that good in the ring. She's very fucking sloppy. Chris oh. Stratlander is number thirty-two. Candice LeRae came in at thirty-four. Yeah, but uh, but in all honesty, Britt shouldn't be as high as she is. No, I yeah. agree. Okay, like you said, she spent majority of this year injured and tossing mm-hmm. people around, like Tony Savani. Uh, Tony Savani. Shivani. Sorry, yeah. but I didn't mean to butcher your name. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chester, top five. Did they get the right order? Yes, and I will actually go on to the Sasha commentary why she is actually ranked fifth and not fourth. If you remember after Hell in a Cell, she took a lot of time off until Mm -hmm. I think about Survivor Series time. She was actually out. She couldn't wrestle because she had a very bruised tailbone from that that horrific uh, chair shot that uh, Becky did on her. Oh, Uh, yeah. That. But this this list, in all honesty, um, I, I don't agree with Riho. I don't agree with Tessa. I don't agree with uh, Sheeta. Kaylee Ray got fucking sniped. Uh, I don't even know who the hell Kimberly is. And Nyla Rose hasn't even been seen in months. Um, the, Taya, Kimberly, she, uh, Kimberly, she's on um, Impact. Okay, but she's not even... Like, where, where's Deanna Perazu? If we're actually going to, like, she's if she's the champion, she's down at 30. She should honestly be up there as well. Like, mm-hmm. you had Jordan Link, Jordan Grace as the champion, and she lost the championship to Dina Perazu. She should be up higher, in my opinion. I think anybody that is a champion should be up higher on this list. Just because they've been a champion. And uh, as as much as this pains me, I don't think Tegan should be as high as she is. Um same with Dakota. I love both girls, but they should not be as high. I think they actually should be. Um, I think Shotzi should be higher than what she is. Like, I, I would really love to know how they said Lacey Evans is better than Shotzi Blackheart. Like, I, I would really want to know what the what what the mindset was when they did that that one. What the hell are they smoking? That that peyote shit. Whatever the hell. I feel like Mercedes Martinez, like she's fairly new. Like she was, she was doing her own thing, but it's like, she should be higher. Alexa wasn't really wrestling much. I, it's, it's just a, a weird fucking list. Um, there's somebody that I think that, you know, honestly should have been banned from it. And along with her, her husband, and that's um, B Presley. Uh, her and Will yeah. Ospreay should not even be allowed to be in the wrestling industry for the bullshit that they did. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Um, 
but yeah, no, this this list. Like, how the hell is Indy Hartwell on this list? And how the hell is she above fucking Liv Morgan? Right, dude. Killer Kelly is better than fucking Indy Hartwell, but she had okay. to deal with all that all that shit with with Indy of the ROH. I mean, I am happy to see Nina Samuels. I mean, I think she's definitely been a big pickup for NXT UK. So I am mm-hmm. happy about that. And um, I heard the WWE sniped an AEW superstar. I heard that too. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sorry, a, a, a AEW free agent that wasn't getting paid by AEW to wrestle, if I read the article correctly. Yeah, I think I only seen him on there. Like, I think he was on Dark, and like he did like one show, uh, one Dynamite show, and everything. But the the Dynamite show that he did got a lot of raves and reviews, got a lot of uh, praise about it and everything. And so after that, it's like AEW and WWE were kind of like going back and forth and everything as far as like trying to get this guy and everything. And apparently, WWE got him. Well. He has an in the WWE. Who? His trainer, Seth Rollins. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would do it. <laughs> yeah, he trained with the with the Black and the Brave or the Brave and the Black, whatever the school's name is. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, no, that list, <sighs> the, the, the top five, definitely one hundred percent. Bailey has been killing it. Becky was killing it before she got parasited up. Oscar is the Fifth, the honorary fifth horsewoman. Yep, honorary woman. <laughs> Charlotte had those amazing matches um, against Rhea, against uh, Io and Rhea. Even her match, I think, with um, Mia was actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, she killed it in the Rumble, so I can I can understand why she's ranked where she is. And with Sasha the same way, like, you know, there was times where she wasn't wrestling and she was basically being a valet um, to Bailey. And we can now segue from the Bailey Sasha to Hell in a Cell. Ah, Hell in a Cell. Such a wonderful time of the year when people can get locked into a cage and do whatever the hell they want. Um, <sighs> but just for the record, we do not own claim want to claim one erase from our memory the fiend seth rollins hell in a cell that was pure (laughs) utter bullshit and for everybody blaming the fans for that we realized that it was pure utter bullshit to have the quote-unquote quote-unquote face of the company face the most popular heel of the company they should have already flip-flopped it they should have made him have more heelish tendencies before that whole going super psycho and then acting like the fucking messiah and now the friar of friday night all right so (laughs) yeah that that match was garbage oh no garbage is better than that match (laughs) all right so uh week from tomorrow hell in a cell as of right now they have three hell in a cell matches scheduled um i still don't know how they're gonna get the the cell into Amway Center into the Thunderdome because apparently they had to construct the cage because uh, uh, the ceiling doesn't uh, isn't like strong enough or they don't have a ceiling to hold the cell up so I don't know how they're going to put it in but I think all the matches are um, going to be inside the cell that would be fun that would be fun the whole night inside the cell that would be a lot of fun okay so officially as of right now there's three matches in the cell we have the WWE Championship with uh, Orton and McIntyre again with these three, with these two, and hopefully this is the end of it. Um, we have the Universal Championship with Roman Reigns and Jay Uso, and then you have the SmackDown Women's Championship with Sasha Banks and Bailey, which is technically not official yet because Champ is refusing to sign the contract. A little scaredy cat that she is. But uh, it's going to happen one way or another. All right. So, Jolly, talk to me. How are you feeling about the matches? Well, I hope they put the Drew Orton to bed after this. Um, I'm kind of tired of this match, and I'm looking forward to everything else that goes into it. 
after that. Um, the I Quit match with Roman and Jay and with him saying there'll be consequences is definitely they this the the second one that has my entry the the first being the Sasha Bailey but this is like it's very interesting because you see and I got to give him props he must have been taking some acting classes um when the he was Roman? oh yeah because the anguish on his face like when he was leaving the ring like that I was like and you know him saying that you know you're making me do this like it was actually very he's very believable in this heelish role and you know it's about time they actually pulled the trigger on somebody being a heel of his magnitude like mm-hmm. you know just like we've been waiting for them to do to cena they never did um <laughs> right so I, I definitely think that match has potential i uh, but again it's the Sasha versus Bailey match that has my interest peaked and yes even though she is a scaredy cat she will sign it you will see like you saw her acting afraid and ashamed you see Sasha being all dominant but you know I have a feeling that she's gonna blindside Sasha and you know sign the contract which then leaves up okay well is Sasha finally gonna beat her in the cell Sasha is 0-2 in the cell, so everybody's like, well, she's go- they're going to make her lose again. I don't think so. I mm-hmm. My prediction for that match is that Sasha will re- will become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, it, it's going to be well-deserved, and it's about time that somebody knocked Bailey off of her, her pedestal. But um, like we were talking before we started recording, you know, I kind of want her to still be that underhanded, heel that she's been you know she's actually put a lot of great character work into her performance and um yeah so that's the one match that i've actually been we've all been waiting for we we honestly have all been waiting for that match oh and just so you know the uh astros just scored two oh cool uh still still a small chance but i'll leave that alone all right so kayla what do you think uh Thoughts on the Hell in a Cell matches? I had a... Actually, looking really forward to all of them, because I do... Um, I think the Roman Reigns and Jey Uso one is just going to make me just want to yell at Roman some more. Because um, I know he's not going to let up until Jay basically says, you're my tribal... Some Owen tribal, uh, tribal leader. Um, but the whole Bailey thing, um, and Sasha looking really forward to it. Um, I'm still kind of iffy up in the air of how this is going to go, um, of who will actually become his champ. Um, part of me kind of hopes it's Sasha, uh, because it'd be well-deserved. And then a part of me is like, well, I like Bailey. So kind of want Bailey to, you know, retain. So, um, but as far as the Drew and Orton goes, I want to, I'm going to kind of just go out there and just say something crazy off the wall. Um, okay. <laughs> right before Orton turned on Ric Flair, what was the one thing that Ric Flair said he wanted Orton to do? Break his record. Right. So I was telling my mom, all right, you're not part of retribution. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm anyway, a cold. I am too. So it'll be all right. But no, um, I just have this feeling. Um, I'm still debating how I'm going to do this with an article-wise. Um, but I have a feeling that Orton's going to become your 14-time champion at Hell in a Cell. Then it's going to go back to Drew. And then Orton's going to get it back. Make it a 15-time. It's going to keep going until he breaks the record at 17-time. I And then... Hot potato! That I just have that feeling, and when I get that feeling, I could be wrong, but um, God, I hope you are. <laughs> but no, when I do get a feeling, I'm just going to throw it out there. So, um, but I think they're going to throw it back and forth until Orton comes out and becomes a 17 time champion. And then I think they're that thing that's when Orton's like, All right, I'm done what I want to do, you know, I'm stepping down. Um, who's uh, who's going to take it from Orton? 
once he becomes a 17 time i don't know the one crazy will probably be back by then who knows but even the crazy thing that i never thought i would say because i'm really intrigued how the storyline's going the fiend is growing on me i wouldn't mind him be the one to go after orton because you know orton did once part be part of the white family what did he do he turned against he turned against brace so this would be the one way to get his revenge so um but either way all three matches are gonna be phenomenal um roman don't kill your cousin too much please um you'll have your other cousin and your other cousin by marriage will make you feel the glow if you do too much damage so and the other cousin tamina don't forget her yes tamina (sighs) and and naya nobody gives a shit about naya hell roman watching might even have the rock on your ass so (laughs) well that that was apparently going to be the main event of wrestlemania 37 because it was out in la this apparently mm-hmm. this was apparently planned since last before last WrestleMania pre-COVID that he was going to be the one to like you know the whole tribal that's how long this is actually from what I've learned that this is this storyline has been in the making um mm. because you know it, it's time to like you know see who's actually the head of the family blah 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 um right but I just have a feeling that you know it, it's odd that. Last time they had Jimmy throw the talent. So is Jimmy going to show up and do something? You know, is Jimmy going to turn on his brother? Is Jimmy going to, you know, go again and go at Roman? Like, we don't know what's going to happen because he should be coming back soon. Right. Or is he got a couple more months? Uh, from what I remember, I think it's January. Oh, okay. And, um, a note to WWE, um, you break up one of my favorite tag teams known as the Usos. I'm coming oh. to Connecticut and beating your ass. Kayla, there you go again, promoting violence. <laughs> I'm being true. You do not break up my favorite tag team. They broke up heavy machinery. Back the fuck off. <laughs> I was upset about that too. But right, the Usos we'll get, we'll is pushing it. We'll get to that <laughs> All right, Kayla, let me ask you this. You said you're a big Bailey fan, and it's like you um, you said you part of you hopes that, that Bailey wins and everything. If Bailey wins and continues this monumentous reign of hers, who should knock her off? You just had to ask me that. Uh, <laughs> no, one and only E-S-T, Miss Bianca Belair. All right, fair enough. Another for girl that's grown on me. There. For a second there, I thought she was going to say ricochet when she said one and only. <laughs> right? Wrong. Yes, ricochet <laughs> is going to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. We all saw that thing. He took lessons from somebody. <laughs> right? <laughs> that was oh. brilliant. That was so brilliant. <laughs> uh, that was so Eddie. And when he did the whole... I was like, really, really, <laughs> but that that was a beautifully way to outsmart to outsmart them. But then Cedric's oh, look was priceless. Like, wait, no, I didn't have the chair. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was just like he played the role of Matt Hardy very well. Of course, I I, I remember the match that Matt pulled that in. <laughs> Oh, he's oh. he done that many a times, but like that match was the one that I I remember the most. And the, like one of my favorite things, you know, with Eddie was when he would actually, they would all be down, and he would hit the chair, and he's like, like looks up, like, where's the come on, ref, let's go, what's going on? <laughs> God, I miss Eddie. It, oh my god, his anniversary's coming up. Oh, I remember. Um... The first pay-per-view I went to go see in person, No Mercy in 2005. It's like he had the championship match with uh, Batista. And it's like during that storyline, he kind of struggled with whether he was going to turn against Batista or not. He had the chair in his hand and he was like going to hit him. But it's like, you know, threw it down and like struggled with it and everything. And oh, it's like, 
the one and only time I got to see him in person. And so it's just like, that was just, that was just incredible. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely missed. <sighs> okay. Time to move on. And speaking of moving on, boy, a lot changed in the WWE in the last week. Okay. Time to dig into the draft. All right. So a lot of champions uh, stayed, stayed where they were. A lot of surprising changes were made. All right. So, Kayla, biggest shock of the draft. Um, I'm actually got two. Um, obviously heavy machinery. I was kind of hoping that they would have kept them together. Um, kind of hoping maybe that they were going to twist up the, you know, money in the bank and maybe you know let Otis tag put the titles cash in the money in the bank for him and Tucker to become champions or something. Um, I just didn't expect that to happen. Um, and then also, of course, with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston going to Monday Night Raw and Big E is staying on SmackDown. Um, however, I think this is, in a way, is a good thing. Um, it gives Big E a little bit more spotlight, possibly maybe bring his way up to become champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I am definitely going to miss them coming out together. I'm definitely going to miss Big E's, oh, his big call at the, you know, introducing. Um, But I really do like the fact that they did not make them turn on each other before they broke them up. Um, So, because they're in a while in the past, it was like, oh, take the shield, for example. How did they do? They always had to have somebody turn on somebody. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that they didn't do that to New Day. Um, And I do have to admit, I kind of liked the... um, swap um they did on monday night raw like hey man here's your here's raw titles well here's your smackdown titles <laughs> you know so um i really enjoyed you know seeing kofi especially xavier back um mm-hmm. they're still going to go with the i guess you can say new day 2.0 it's not quite new day 3.0 because they're still going with it um right. but they're still either way still bright future for Biggie, bright future for Kofi and Xavier, who I do have to admit, Xavier, ever since he's passed, was it past six, almost seven years, you have improved so much in that ring and you've become a great athlete. Um, So definitely look forward to seeing them later on, wherever it may be. The new day is Mm -hmm. definitely with Biggie is not over. Um, they'll have eventually have the reunion. So until then, good luck, boys. Go kick some butt. <laughs> <laughs> and I tweeted this out earlier today. I think it was earlier today or yesterday and everything. WWE, don't let the any of the tag titles change hands because at Survivor Series, I want to see the triple threat between the Street Profits, the New Day, and Brazongo. Besides those guys being good in the ring, it match would be highly entertaining. So it's like, please do not let any tag titles change hands in the next month. That's all I ask. And I'm actually going to agree with you on that cap because I mean, other than a street profits, totally one of the best right now, new days up there. And it's another, as far as people growing on me, never thought I'd be rooting for Tyler breeze and Fondango. But when they got those titles in NXT, I was legit crying because I was so happy for them because they've worked so hard for him. So yes, please listen to our Texas sports queen because I want to see that match too. And then after that, Mm -hmm. you can break them up, whatever you want to do, make them switch hands. I don't care. Just let us have that match, please. Thank you. Yeah. Let let them drop the titles after that. Uh, Just let them keep them until survivor series. We want to see that match. Please, please, please. I don't even care if new day got all three titles. Just let, let's just let us, see that match before you take the titles okay thank you <laughs> exactly all right jester we'll be quiet shock, shock of the draft uh-oh giving me a look sullivan what the fuck right <sighs> i mean everything else was on par i mean the fiend coming to raw i'm glad he's back with the red brand to be perfectly honest um mm-hmm. alexa nikki seamus 
so everything was on par. Um, the whole Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins thing, I knew that was going to happen because Seth hates or has backstage heat with Matt because of shit Matt's wife said about Becky. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. But the the shocking was the fact that Lars Sullivan got drafted when guys like Andrade didn't. And <sighs> yes, WWE, I did use the picture from the porno on your Twitter page. Because we know what kind of freak he really is. I was happy that they did not break up the Riot Squad. Yes. Um, it's kind of interesting that they put Billy and Peyton on separate, but that's fine. Um, and can we talk about Lana winning the Rumble? Oh, that <laughs> that damn battle royal. <laughs> I thought she, I thought she went over the top rope. She never did, because um, who was it? Uh, was it Shayna? It was either Shayna or Nia was going at her, and she just and I went back. She slid up underneath the rope, uh, slid up underneath the um, bottom of the rope, and that's when Nia had picked her up and put her through the announcer table. But you know what? We can actually have a little fun with this now because we can actually predict how long this this match is going to last on Monday. I give it two minutes because Oscar's going to snap her like a twig. Dear Oscar, <laughs> make that bitch tap, and then have Nia come out and put her through another table. Thank you. And Nia probably will. <laughs> probably. Uh, Absolutely. But I, I will say the, the return, another re- something that, that uh, was interesting was the return of Elias and his now feud with Jeff Hardy, even though his feud should be with Sheamus. Mm-hmm. That was so. interesting. So other than that, I mean, you, you touched everything with the New Day, with the Street Profits, um, congrats for Bailey going number one overall for SmackDown the second night. You joined Specific Company with Becky, who went overall for Raw the first night on her draft. Yeah. So that's Elite Company. So I'm I'm happy about that. I'm I'm actually interested, in, you know, seeing when Naomi comes back from her minor surgery that she had last month. Uh, how she does with you know the women on raw because there's a lot of decent women minus lana on raw um and plus uh and plus two groups are highly interested in recruiting her this is true and i could see the second group more so than the first group to be perfectly honest while yes she would get her money's worth with a being a part of the hurt business I could see her joining Ali in with the whole getting screwed over. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. Um, we we get more Braun versus Keith. And it was kind of cool that Akira Tozawa got put in the draft. You know, I'm glad that they're even though it's comedic roles and people don't understand, like you know why the WWE has comedic roles. I look at you know Mark Stunto over in AEW, and all he is is a giant comedic role. Oh, Marco Stunt, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually digging the new Mandy Dana connection. So that's going to mm-hmm. be kind of cool. So, yeah. you know, when you look at the, the women's divisions on both sides, and so it's like, well, what's like, the women's on Raw or SmackDown sucks. I'm looking at SmackDown. You got Natty. You got Zelina. You got Liv and Ruby. Sasha, Bianca, and Bailey. I'm sorry, that bitch is fucking stacked. I mean, and you've got Billy Carmella, who are also getting better. Uh, Tamina. So, and there's there's rumors that there are women moving up from NXT. There's a rumor that a certain power couple after Halloween Havoc are moving up. Okay. So we'll see if that's true. I think they want Candice up on SmackDown. Okay. And I don't know if Johnny's following her or what but um so there's that and with the raw i've heard that they want Rhea up on raw but like i can see that but honestly going back to the pwi list i'm still a little bit miffed about that whole io shirai you know she has put (laughs) on 
more better matches than anybody else in ahead of her besides the top five. Yeah, she should be at least six. Six or seven if you're going to have to have, if you have Sheeta up there. Okay, fine. I'll say she, she's good, but yeah, six or seven for both of them is perfectly acceptable. Right. But it, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. This is one thing. Last week or something like that, Meltzer's rankings came out and he actually ranked AEW's parking lot brawl ahead of uh, Finn and Kyle O'Reilly's match at TakeOver. I don't get it. Oh, shit. <laughs> dear, yeah, Meltzer, dear Meltzer, please go to the sex store down the block Pick out the biggest, spikiest dildo and shove it up thine ass because you suck, you fucking little shit. I really fucking hate Meltzer. I mean, Alvarez actually said that was the best SmackDown he's seen in a while. I saw that. So I was like, going, okay, so he's totally not biased after all. It's just Meltzer. No, no, he, he is biased. He really is biased. He, I've seen him on the AEW cruise, you know, and they're talking about they're getting ready for the next one. I'm like, y'all going to be in bubbles? Because that's just stupid right now. Right. Man. But no, it's like we were talking about like NXT and AEW. It's like I had to bring that up because I saw that and I was like, what, are you freaking kidding me with that? What? what? <gasps> Kyle fought with a, bro- like uh, Finn broke with a, uh, fought with a broken jaw. And there's something wrong with Kyle. I think he had he's got what bruised ribs, something mm-hmm. like that. And he took like a big liver shot too. And he broke his like a bro- couple broken teeth. He took like a big liver shot, and I think yeah, I think it was like broken ribs, like something with his no ribs bruised, too and bruised, bruised, bruised. Yeah, but uh, now he'll be cleared in a week and stuff. <sighs> All right, all right. Let me get off that rant for a second. Okay, so Jolie, you were like running down some of the lists between Raw and SmackDown and everything like that. So after everything's said and done between the two shows, overall, which which show is more stacked now? All right. Let me look. So I actually literally typed everything up. I would actually honestly say when it comes to they're fairly equal. Mm-hmm. But I have to give the edge to Raw merely because of the talent skill in the Hurt Business. You've got Miz and Morrison, Orton, Matt Riddle, everything with Reckoning, or Retribution. Yeah, Raw has the edge, but not by much because both shows are stacked. As long mm-hmm. as they keep on proper storylines and doing stories and being creative and actually making us invested which right now one of the most interesting things is the alexa bliss i can't get her out of my head doing that whole fucking fiend thing on her and the fiend (laughs) like holy shit balls scary so yeah like i'm just i give the edge to raw and to your um, violent declaration to Stanford, Connecticut, there, uh, Sparky, Kayla. <laughs> if if you noticed that they also have Eric going to Raw, I don't think they're breaking up people that have injured tag teams, tag team partners. So, since Ivar is probably going to be out for at least a year. And they get you got Eric by himself, and Jay's not due back until at least January. So that's prob or Jimmy's not back till at least January. That's probably why they only said Jay. I mean, yes, Naomi is on Raw. They could be that couple that says that's fine because of everything. And the only reason why they had couples on separate shows recently was because of all the traveling, and they're not doing house shows for two years. Yeah, which sucks because you know I miss that and if they're not going to have house shows and if they do have people in person 
for WrestleMania next year, are they going to have access? You know? I don't know. I mean, they've already said if it can't happen in L.A., it's most likely going to happen in Tampa. Right. Make it up to them. Yeah. And it's like, we, we, we've we already got an in in Tampa, no matter what. Oh, yeah. Yes, Nelio, we are saying that we're going to, you know, come. <laughs> if If this does all work, we will try to make our way down there. No promises, but if we do, we will come see you. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's the... That's a friend of that's a friend of the show for sure now. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so with people switching brands and stuff like that, like I said, I mean, a lot of the champions they stayed where they are. Uh, some people got a definitely definitely a switch for sure and everything. So for the this question's basically for the people who actually switched brands. Kayla, who do you? Uh, oh wait. I'm sorry, I'm switching questions already. I forgot to ask you, which show do you think is stacked the most now? My bad. <laughs> um. Anyway, as far as that, um, both shows do have great talent. Um. But I'm going to have to agree with Jolie and say Raw. Um, because you got AJ Styles, you got Drew McIntyre, you got Orton. Um, you got Jeff Hardy, Miz and Morrison, the whole Hurt business is up there. Um. The whole Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Uh, heck, uh, Keith Lee trying to dominate himself up towards there um, with the new leader of Retribution, Ali, and everybody else. Um, I honestly think it's going to be um, really, really on fire for um, Monday Night Raw. And um, as far as females, once she comes back, you'll have Charlotte. You already got Oscar up there. Um, Shayna and Naya and their little feud. So, um, well, not feuds. You know what I'm talking about. Like, hey, I'm better than you. Feud but slash whatever. partnership. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, they they get it done. So, um, yeah. I mean, they're both pretty much good right now. But if you had to really honestly choose, it's definitely Raw is on top. The red brand's on top. I can just imagine the Survivor Series matchups. Whew. I mean, it's like Raw's going to have a, like a couple of big men on their side, so it's going to be very interesting. Whew. Lordy, lordy. Okay. All right. So, getting back. All right. So, back to all right. So, back to the next question that I was originally going to ask you, but then I remember I had to backtrack. <laughs> My bad. All right. So. Who do you see rising to the top on their new show? Mm. Obviously, I'm going to go with SmackDown with Big E. Um, I don't think they would separate him because they wouldn't have no atten- uh, intention um, of not doing anything with him. If they do, they're wrong. Um, I kind of hope that they continue to build him up because he's been on fire with his matches. Um, and honestly, I would not mind seeing him become the second African-American to win the WWE championship. Wait, no, you, it'd be the, you know, well, universal championship. Um, so it'd be, I would not, let me phrase this since I thought I would not mind Biggie becoming the second African-American to win a world title in WWE. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of forgot. I was like, wait, no, WWE is on Raw now. Um, but anyway, but then I did hear rumor that Universal title was supposed to go back to Raw. So I don't know. But anyway, whatever WWE's got up their sleeve, whatever. But no, um, definitely Big E. I see him rising above on the, on the brand. Um, then... I could probably see the Street Profits going, um, which also I saw something. They're getting rid of the red Solo Cups and introducing blue Solo Cups. So um, it should be interesting. Yeah, yeah, blue for SmackDown, which I think is interesting. Um, (laughs) So I see the Profits. They got a little bit more competition, something different. Um, And then Xavier and Kofi over on 
Raw has more. Well, no, technically, all their people they used to feud with followed them. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but no, <laughs> pretty much I would say the same. Big E is definitely going to probably overpower the brand, and um, Street Profits will be not too far behind them. All right. All right. <sighs> Jolie? Um, hmm. Whoever was drafted to their new show, Bianca Belair is definitely going to have an amazing show, uh, amazing rise on SmackDown. They've already started doing vignettes for her, so you know she's going to get a dramatic push sooner rather than later. Also, right. the Riot Squad, I feel, is going to get that push sooner, sooner rather than later. On the Raw brand, I see Matt Riddle possibly getting a push even though he's got legal issues going on right now, so we don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, Keith Lee is definitely going to get the push uh, with him and Strowman, that right there. And uh, with the women, I could see um, possibly with Mandy and Dana Brooke with their tag team going off um, and you know they could be fighting for the women's tag titles as well. Right. I think that that actually has been a very nice gelled not not as awkward as I mean don't get me wrong I loved Absolution I love Fire and Desire I love Sonya and Mandy together but it was just awkward those two together mm-hmm. her and Dana Mandy and Dana have actually have like a better in-ring gel style I feel like yeah. they're, they're more um while you have Sonya who is more of a bruiser fighter these two are more um like athletic and agile in the ring. So they, they just fit better together as a tag team. Um, so I feel that they are going to be the ones that seem to grow and uh, thrive on their new brands. Mm-hmm. And okay. I'm still wondering, like there's so many rumors swirling around Andrade and then they said something about him having minor surgery. But that makes no sense to me why they wouldn't have him drafted, regardless if he had minor surgery, considering his fiance has been out with a boob injury. Mm-hmm. Now, the main thing I heard around him and everything is that he's possibly going back to NXT. He's not the only one I've heard. There's somebody else that they were, they were hinting at. Really? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think, 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 think. Andrade and there's somebody else that says, "Oh, you can go home again." I just, it just can't. Oh, never mind. There was rumors about Seth going down. Oh, he got drafted. That ain't happening. Then okay. It was either him, so and I think they said Alistair Black as well was possibly going to be going back, going back down for a little while. Just, but I will say, I want to. What I want to see, um, I really want to see the feud between Sammy and Kevin that they used to have in ROH. I want them to bring that feud to life over on SmackDown because those matches are going to be fucking fire. Yeah, I never thought I'd see those two on the same brand again. <laughs> oh, and um, Kat, um, I'm sorry. The cheaters have gone home. If you were referring to my Astros, I already checked the score. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like the fact that we even came back from 3-0 to make, make force a game seven. It's like, I'm still a fan. I'm still, I'm, I'm still an Astros fan. So on to next year, all I can say is GM, break out the checkbook because you got some people to pay as far as like a couple of our players. Uh, because it's like bring a couple of, one through for a new contract, one needs an extension soon. So. GM, break up the checkbook. Either way, back to the wrestling. <sighs> okay, so yeah, it's like Bianca's, yeah, I'm like with the vignettes and everything, Bianca's, I see definitely excelling. Um, and it's like Biggie, it's like him and Roman are going to tag uh, Tangle sooner or later for the Universal title. And I don't think he's going to go for the Universal title just yet. I think that there's more brewing with possibly Seth and Daniel before or even ray i think that there's rumors that he's going to be going against Sami Zayn for the intercontinental title okay fair enough yeah all right so speaking of seth okay so if there would be any kind of a letdown from the draft 
for me, it would be the fact that not only Seth went to SmackDown, but so did Murphy, so did the Mysterios. We thought we were going to be done with this feud once and for all, and the whole storyline just transfers over to SmackDown. That irritated the ever-loving crap out of me. I think, I think that only transferred over because they do not have enough time to formulate a reason for Seth being taken out to keep his little humble ass at home and COVID free while his soon to be wife is going to give birth to their first child. So we saw the hints of it with the Mysterios attacking him and buddy coming out and buddy blindsiding him. So that's definitely going to lead up to a match at some point. I think the feud between the Mysterios and Seth is kind of gone. It's more of Seth and Murphy that have their issues to resolve. Fair enough. And I found it kind of ironic that uh, Seth was talking about with Daniel Bryan that he got out of the daddy duty to come to Thunderdome and everything. But I'm like thinking, wait, jackass, you're about to start daddy duty yourself. So That's (sighs) true, but Seth is staying in character while Daniel has been very vocal about his family outside. So to be perfectly, you know, that was actually legit well, on his part, like, because he really doesn't talk about Becky. I mean, hell, Rey Mysterio congratulated him and he went catatonic. Oh, I, yeah, I remember, I remember that and everything. Yeah, Seth's been staying a lot in character over these months, even when, yeah, when, even when anybody mentions it and everything so like i could definitely see that but it's just i just found that one part like very ironic okay so all right so jolly i know like earlier i asked about like the biggest shockers of the draft but was there anything part of the draft that was like a letdown something you were expecting that didn't happen or something that you were about that did happen them breaking up the um tucker and otis i was a huge fan of heavy machinery so that kind of you know made me sad but the biggest letdown was they were hinting that somebody from nxt was going to get drafted and i think that they had the perfect opportunity to bring in a pete dunn or johnny gargano or even candace larray up so it was just that was i think the frustrating part is like you know yeah it was rumored then it was taken back and then it was rumored again and i feel that they should have brought somebody up um instead of just like you know just because there's no surprises there were zero surprises mm-hmm. besides the breaking up of the new day and heavy machinery that was it right so there there was that okay. that was the let the letdown and breaking up the oh. new day too but i liked what they said now i've got new day on two times in the week mm-hmm until until uh, Biggie loses the comedic character, I can see him still being comedic and serious at the same time. That's how they started out. They weren't always comedic, and I think right now there's too many heels on SmackDown. You've got Rude, Ziggler, Roman, Corbin, mm-hmm. Sammy, Cesaro, Shinsuke. They, they got to yeah, keep Biggie right Biggie face. So, yeah, Alistair. Yeah, they. Yeah, there you go. And plus, it's like, I hope they don't let him, like, lose a lot of his character and everything, because one of the funniest things about every Friday night is when he comes into the ring and throws his jacket at Corey Graves. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. All right. Kayla, was there any part of the... Um, I know we talked about Shockers earlier, like I said, but uh, is it, was there any part that was, of the draft that was, like, a pure letdown? Um, I'm going to agree with Jolie uh, with the NXT Superstars. Um, because the one big major draft that we had last time, um, not where they're switching brands, where you actually saw Mick Foley, Stephanie, Daniel, and Stephanie, you had Finn Balor coming up. You had Alexa Bliss coming up, um, Mm -hmm. you know, from NXT, not actually having anybody from NXT, not necessarily put them in the draft, but, you know, like, you know, Jolie said, have Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano or both of them or you know heck you can put Rhea Ripley Pete Dunn I mean somebody throw one it just had to be one but they give us Lars 
Sullivan, who's been out for a very long time, that does not need to be back, that does not deserve to be drafted. Um, but on a plus side, I'm going to add a little thing to this. Um, we all have those certain people that you think about that never in a million years would grow on you. Mm-hmm. I didn't like them when they were in NXT, um, when they were current NXT champions with a certain somebody that's also missing with another stable he's part of. Um, did not like him when he was on 205 Live. Then he gets moved to Monday Night Raw. And then it's just complete character change. Here I am, Buddy Murphy. Murphy is growing on me. Ah. <laughs> so, um, and I really, and like Jolie said, we're eventually going to see that Murphy versus Rollins match. Um, and I kind of hope a part of me, it gets to that real quick. So maybe Murphy will get the win, and that's going to drop Seth out to go do his thing um, with Becky and the baby. So, um, and as far as Dominic and Ray, I don't even know why. I mean, I guess I could see why they're on SmackDown. But um, also kudos to um, both of them for not trusting Murphy yet. I mean, I totally understand where they're coming from on that mm-hmm. um but anyway so biggest letdown no new nxt faces coming up instead you give us Lars sullivan just and a heavy machine like break on your mind yeah right uh-oh <laughs> and i guess they really have forgotten those forgotten sons sons <laughs> yeah i mean because you said like some of his parts, some of his, oh yeah, he's a part. He used to be teamed with somebody in the Forgotten Sons. Like where the where'd they go? It's like they were feuding with the Usos, New Day, Ms. Morrison, and then all of a sudden they disappeared after they beat the crap out of Lucha House Party. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> <sighs> this guy. Watch what you say on social media, I guess. Who knows? If that was the case, uh, Lars Sullivan would have been gone a long ass time ago. That's so damn true. Dear Vince. Because I was like, I, I, as a lesbian, I have no issue with people doing gay porn. I do have an issue with people who do do gay porn and then come out as a homophobic twat rocket like Lars Sullivan. I do have an issue with somebody who is very unsafe, who injured not one but two Hardy brothers. So please investigate those uh, alleged DMs that he sent somebody on Instagram and they were from his verified account. I mean, I know you don't like investigating that type of shit, but you know, inappropriate behavior is inappropriate behavior. And we still have the Me Too movement going on. And if somebody does speak up, you're already in hot water with the whole Matt Riddle issue, with the whole Velveteen Dream issue. So yeah. You better fucking investigate the freak mm-hmm. because the freak needs to fucking go. Thank you. And speaking of the Forgotten Sons, Uh-oh. I just now looked it up. It says the gimmick was dropped due to a tweet by Jackson Ryder supporting President Donald Trump, which led to a serious backseat, backstage heat and backlash from many on social media within the fan base. This led to the Forgotten Sons to be taken off of television. Yep. So. Hot times, hot times, hot times. Oh, okay, so if... Alright, so we've said this like off and on and everything like that. I, I'm throwing this one out there. Jolie, if there's one person any of the shows, one person you can get rid of right now, who would it be? Not that we want anybody to lose their jobs, lose their pay. Mars fucking like Sullivan needs to fucking go. <laughs> And I don't think Kayla needs to answer that question either. I think I just answered it for all three of us. <laughs> Although I do have another one I could say, but I do agree with Lars Sullivan. <laughs> and I'm just going to. All right. And all I'm going to hey, say Kayla? is. Kayla? Shut up! Shut up! No, she, she's going to 
put on her own. I'm enjoying her getting thrown through tables. Oh, speaking of her. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, no, no. She posted a video and tagged Asuka with her working out. Cannot find it now. I had it just a minute ago. But she says, I am going. Hang on. What did she say? She says, keep dancing, Asuka. This Monday, I'm going to kick your head off and become the new Raw Women's Champion. And it's then like- Asuka sends her a text, like, send her a message back, like, seriously? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> and then she sends her the video of her dancing in the elevator on, um, on, um. Money in the Bank? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. It's- Dear Nia Jax, I will send you multiple praising emails and tweets if you continuously put her through tables. Thank you. <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm not going to do that, but I'd just say so anyway. <laughs> oh, man. No, but it's like Lana's been putting up some weird tweets. It's like, like drinking raw eggs, like saying vote for me as raw women's champion. I'm like, going, no one's going to vote for you. For anything, don't it, the one thing that anyone's going to vote for you is to possibly get your ass out of WWE. But it's just like, yeah, you can do what you want, but you're losing. Kayla gives you two minutes. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you one. I'm going to give her two to five minutes, no longer two than five, five. <laughs> because knowing how, no, 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 knowing how Oscar is. Oscar will let her get a few in, get a, get a maybe some kicks in, a little smack here and a smack there, maybe a hit in the turnbuckle. Um, <laughs> might might let her have one. I almost I failed pinfall or something. Um, might kick out at one and a half or not even kick out at one. So um, yeah, I'm gonna at least give her five minutes with Oscar. But I don't see it going more than that. And I really do not. And then even with that, well, no, she's on SmackDown. Never mind. I get her. See, I can kind of see Natalia running out there and, you know, beating the crap out of her. But she's on SmackDown now. But no. Right. But Nia Jax definitely probably could get involved with it, put her through the announcer table again. And or Shayna might come out there and make her tap out after she's already tapped out to the Oscar lock. So either way, something. But yeah, probably two to five minutes. Lana. Just just do us a favor. <laughs> just go ahead and just postpone. Uh, not postpone. Forfeit. Forfeit. Jolie, you got any time predictions on that match? The only time prediction I care about is the time it takes her to tap. <laughs> 1.5 seconds. That's all I care about. <laughs> I want her to be crying like a little bitch after she taps out to Asuka knowing that she has failed in life. I'm sorry. CJ Perry is probably a wonderful person. Her character sucks ass. And right now her husband is being a dick with him talking about, Oh, he went to the dark side. Can't talk to him anymore about the one guy that the WWE just signed. I was like, the fuck? I, I see you guys talking all the time. Like, why you call it the dark side? WWE gave you your fucking chance. You would not have a chance in AEW if it wasn't for WWE. So please, stop calling it the dark side. Fucking assholes. Uh, so it's like, this, I mean, this episode's gonna drop after Monday Night Raw, so it's like, it's like, it's interesting, like, we, we're saying all this now, and it's like, what's actually gonna happen on Monday, and then Tuesday. Uh, and speaking about Monday, Ali, Mr. Ali, we would like to hear from Miss. I I know you're like wanting to get your truth out at your own rate and everything like that. And you were supposed to be on the show last week, but you had your reasons. I saw it on Twitter for not coming on and everything. But we, I hope you, I hope you're on on Monday because it's like I want this to come to fruition on TV as far as like. What's going on with the retribution? I see it on Twitter. I want to see it on TV. Please. Pretty please. <sighs> and I'll leave it at that. All right. So did you have something else, Charlie? I'm just wondering when they're going to set reckoning onto some of the females. I mean, <laughs> right? why, why do the boys get to have all the fun? 
Hell, Monday Mason's going up against MVP. Be dead ass. Man. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's like I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if like another hell reckoning could show up during the championship match in, in the in the cause chaos then too. So that's a thought. I was hoping she would, you know, interfere for the riot squad since they've been screwed so many times. Like that was frustrating for me. That that match was very fucking frustrating for me when they lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I I was legitimately pissed the fuck off. Like there's I I get that you know they want this weird ass team to be tag team t- champions, but Ruby and Liv have been busting their asses off, and just give them the fucking titles. Wow. Well, hopefully they'll give them a shot at Hell in a Cell to get them. So we'll have to see because, like right now, besides the Hell in a Cell matches, nothing else has really been set in stone yet for the event. So I have a feeling they're going to make that an elimination chamber match. Since you've got those two, you've uh-huh. got the Riot Squad. You could probably put Mandy and um Dana in there. And maybe throw in a team from NXT, and then you've got the tag champs, and then there's Carmella and maybe um, Bianca. I don't know. There's there's there are tag teams that they could create. So that would be probably a better elimination chamber match than a Hell in a Cell. Okay. To be perfectly honest, more chaotic. <laughs> right. I mean, if if Dakota pulled her head out of her ass, I would honestly love to see Dakota and Shotzi go for those titles. Just saying. Yeah, but it's like she's like holding on to Raquel with dear life and everything. And oh, I cannot wait to see Raquel and Rhea go at it at uh, Halloween Havoc. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And it's like the way the NXT ended, Shotzi is the perfect person to host it. Oh, God, yeah. Hands down. Hands down. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. And please go vote. <laughs>